and welcome to Women in the Business Arena. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Shuk Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Every week, we dive into juicy topics relevant to women in business. We reframe the lens on business so women just like you know how to achieve not just success, but fulfillment and freedom. We've learned through decades of being entrepreneurs, mothers, and multiple business owners how to conquer the business arena. And the thousands of women we have worked with have given us insights and wisdom to share with you. We get honest, vulnerable, and real about what we've seen and experienced. We would love for you to join us in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. And if you want to get even more support, visit womeninthebusinessarena.com. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Laura Schutt-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hello, hello, my friend. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, as usual, excited to dive into our amazing conversation because we are the luckiest people in the world to be able to do this every week. I know. I know. (laughs) Yay. And today we're going to talk about, we've, we've kind of approached this in different angles, but I think I get a lot of questions about this in my program and, you know, with some of the women that I work with. And I think that it's great to begin to look at, you know, how do we deal with navigating changes, right? So whether that's a change in our personal life or a change in our business, we want to pivot it. Maybe it's a, it's not aligned as much anymore. We want to switch something. How do we kind of navigate changes? Because I think a lot of people feel like their lives and businesses are more set in stone and it feels sometimes really, really challenging and hard to make a change. Mm, I think this is a really important place to reflect. Um, because, you know, for you and I, we've been in entre, well, you've been in entrepreneurship longer than I have, but in like the 11 years that I've been in this space, I have been, um, you know, going and evolving one business. Like I launched my co-working space in 2008 and, it's, I've grown and it's grown. And I think that we don't talk a lot about how do those things, um, just like a marriage or a commitment, you, you know, you're one person when you go in and you go all in with this person or this business. And then what happens is you change and what happens as the business changes and how do you navigate when those things are maybe not in alignment? Cause that's going to be more of a pain point. And of course, as you grow more in alignment, that's a place of celebration. You feel really good. Um, but I want to dive in deeper with this conversation because I don't think I've really had it at this, le- especially not at the deeper level that I know I can have these conversations with you, my friend. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like this topic. Yeah, it's a good one. And, and I think Firstly, one of the things that is good to just say is that change is inevitable. Like, you know, not only inside of ourselves, but inside of a business. Like, I think sometimes we kind of put our business on a trajectory and maybe we had a business plan and maybe we, and then we are always pushing it toward that vision or that goal. And sometimes we don't stop and say, you know what, actually the direction's changed the goals changed, what I want's changed, uh, you know, cause we mature and the business matures and, you know, and a lot of things sort of evolve. And so if we sort of have that perspective that it's inevitable, I think it makes the changes a lot more easy to navigate. 
Yes. Yes. Because, you know, humans, we don't tend to like change. Um, it's good for us, but we don't really like it. And it is a part of life. I mean, if we don't have change, then things don't get shaken up so yeah. that we can maybe shift or pivot in a pay, in a place that's more aligned. Um, like I'm actually in the process of having a turnover in my team. And at first that felt really scary because it's um, a person that is leaving the position has been a core team member and making everything run really well and really smoothly. And so like the idea of transitioning that person, um, out of the organization and bringing someone in, it feels really hard and scary. But then the other day I was having a conversation with a friend who was like, well, couldn't this just shake it up? Like, now what do you want? Now do, who do you bring in? Like, how does this shift or change the trajectory of your business? And maybe you, you wouldn't have made this change if this person stayed, you know, cause you wouldn't have been uncomfortable. You would have just continued. And I was like, that's a really great point. And I know this, but we have to have life remind us again and shake us up. <laughs> you know? yeah. Even when we, yeah. Yeah. And that's actually really good because I think sometimes we, we think that change happens to us, right? It's like we're sort of powerless and something's changed and then we have to deal with it. But I think it's also interesting to look at it. What if we become active change makers in our business, right? Like rather than, you know, we think ourselves as change makers out in the world or we're solving a problem, but what if we become change makers like within our business that rather than waiting for something to happen and shake it up, we're able to stop more often and reflect on what's working and not working. Where do we need to pivot? What's shifted inside of us? Because the truth is most people don't reflect enough around their business. Now they might reflect when something's not working and they're like, I've got to fix it. But very often, and at least with the women that I worked with and in the you know world that I see, a lot of people don't stop to really reflect am I happy? Is this actually working for me? Is this actually even what I want to do? Are these the people I want to work with? Is this the kind of services I want to offer? Like sometimes we get into the, you know, get on that train track and we just don't know how to get off. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I think that we get attached. So when we talk about humans, how we don't like change, because we also are attached to the way things are and we sort of get nostalgic about, you know, oh, but this business I created when I was wanting this and, oh, I just remember how important this was to me and it still is. But then you have to ask yourself, well, is this still the best way for me to do the work that I'm here to do in the world? So your business could have been a, um, what's that word? Like a springboard. It could have been a starting place. It could have been the initial evolution of what it is you're here to do. But I think we do have to stop and pause and look at the business and the structure of the business, the team that you're working with, the way you're working in your business from time to time and just see like, is it time to shake this up Mm. and change it and not be afraid of that change to just be like, what's the next step? What's, you know, where's this going? Where is it evolving to? Yeah. And I think, you know, and I think sometimes, you know, it starts with us just being okay with change and getting more comfortable in ourselves with change and accepting change, embracing change, and then, you know, deliberately creating change. Like I think all, you know, kind of like we did with this nomadic traveling, you know, we, 
we decided we wanted to shake the family up, shake our life up. And it did. It shakes lots of things up. And, you know, I think that is really cool when we begin to deliberately provoke change and it shows us who we are and it shows us what works and doesn't work. And it really strips us of, I think, our comfort levels and the things that we've gotten used to. Because, you know, the truth is that a lot of us take things for granted, right? We get into patterns, we get into routines and we just take a lot for granted and we don't really evaluate it all. And so, you know, deliberately creating change really shakes things up. And I think it's important and awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, why do you go on offsites when you work in a um, company? Why do people go offsite? Why Mm -hmm. do people go and do retreats? Why do you do these things? Because you're really trying to get out of the familiar space because that's where we're habitual. Um, so like shaking things up, if you're in, so there's kind of two different things. There's changes that happen because you're being intentional about it's time to shake things up. Then there's the one that happened to me where I was like, Oh, Oh wait, I have a team member. It's gonna be leaving, um, sooner than I'd planned. And then I got to act quick, but reframing that for myself to be looking, how can this be different? How can it feel different? Um, I've been challenging myself lately to, to really dream bigger with, um, it's like, how could this business, how could my entrepreneurial path be exactly, um, like what I've always imagined without having to figure out all the hows and I, you know, the how to's like just letting myself be like, but if it was the best case scenario, then what would it feel like in this business? And then I kind of have to backstep a little bit and be like, and in all the current practices, all the current ways that I'm doing things, if I wasn't to change anything, like how likely is it, is it that I can reach that ideal place? And usually I come up with the answer is like, oh, wait, I'm not going to reach that place doing what I always do. Mm. I'm going to have to change something. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point, actually, Laura, because I feel like one of the things that's really important is to widen back to that higher level right? To be able to, to feel and discern from a higher place, because most of us as business owners get caught up in too much detail, right? And, and, you know, the structures we have, the systems we have in place, what's working, what's not working, you know, is our marketing happening? Do we have leads? You know, we get sort of stuck in these, like, you know, the details, And sometimes we really have to widen back out to look at the big picture. You're right. Like, what would my bigger vision be? What would I have if I stripped away all the things I think I can and can't do? What would be the ultimate? What would it feel like? What would it look like? You know, how would I feel in it? You know, what would be most aligned with who I want to become? And I think when we start asking those bigger questions and looking at the bigger things, then then like the little things become almost unimportant or we are able to figure them out, but it it changes the feel of what we want to create. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think we just get, I mean, it's a scary thing to imagine what it's going to look like. So we get stuck in the house. And and like you said, those little details have a, a way of working themselves out, but they can kind of be what holds us back. Yeah. And maybe that is really why change is so difficult and, and even overwhelming. Cause you know, you feel out of control in that moment, like a change happens and you feel out of control and helpless and your brain starts to try to regain control. And in our current 
culture and the way that we're conditioned, we don't go straight into breathing and grounding and somatically scanning our body for resource. We go into thinking mind and brain is going to get us out of this problem. The brain's going to fix it. And we start thinking of all the different solutions, all the different ways that we're going to solve this change. We're going to you know, come up with an answer. And that's really what's overwhelming about it is mm. all of our, our mind grasping on to all the questions of how and trying to figure out all the small details instead of just like coming back in to the bigger picture of like, okay, something is changing. How do I just take some deep breaths and come back into my body and feel into what it is that I'm actually creating to begin with? What is it that is my ultimate goal that I'm working towards? What's what's my desire Um, and I'm just, I'm going to just self-disclose, like, as I'm having this conversation right now with you and our listeners, like, I am guilty of not doing that lately, Mm. just really not going into the body and going into the brain because fear makes me want to look for those tangible solutions and big changes, the ones that are going to break you open and and you're going to be put back together in this most beautiful new way that you never would have imagined requires that you don't go into that brain into that thinking mind and into that solution fix it type of way of being yeah and and i think yeah like that's really beautiful laura and i think you know we have to talk about it in terms of like it's a it's a skill that we can learn to be with the change or to be with the things cuz i think we're so unconsciously fixing everything and I, yeah. and I watch this on every level, like, you know, in my family, some, you know, my daughter has a meltdown and everybody thinks we have to fix it. You know, why do we have to fix it? Just let her be, experience whatever it is. Like, let's just be with it. Like, you know, why do we have to, you know, <laughs> fix her? But I think, you know, that kind of thinking is present in everything. Like most people, you know, something happens in their business, a change happens, some something alters, something new comes in, they don't know how to work out. And like you said, they totally move to calculation and to the mind instead of just being with it. But that's a skill you can learn. And I think if we can learn more to just be with everything, like it's okay. Okay, cool. Let's just be with it. I don't need to fix it today. I don't need to find the solution today. I don't need to, you know, calculate every possibility. I can literally just be here with it sit here with it, feel it. And then almost, I think sometimes magically the answer falls into place. Mm, Yes. And, and from such a better place, like I know when I'm calculating, when I'm trying, when I'm coming from the perspective of fixing something, I'm not coming from the right place. I'm usually coming from fear or resistance or anger or, and, and then when I come from that place, I'm not really able to see the better potential. Mm, Yeah. It's like when you said that about, it's really the magic happens when we just widen back and allow the space Mm. for it to happen. Mm. You know, it's like, if you don't really show the universe or the divine or whatever word you want to use for sort of the great mystery, if you don't show that you're creating space for that mystery and that magic to drop in, then why would it stop and drop in? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and this yeah. just leads me into like a whole sort of like a, another direction or sidetrack, if you will, because it reminds me of why it's so important that we 
stop having so much structure, really, that we stop having so much, so many things in concrete because it's the spontaneity that leads to that magic. It's one of the reasons why I chose, you know, this exploration of a new lifestyle right now is because I wanted to be more spontaneous. I didn't want to have to know in six months, I'm going to be at this location doing this thing structured this way. I wanted to be able to feel like, what do I feel like doing? in six months. I have no idea. Let's explore. You know, like there, there was like the, the spontaneity and the openness and that space that we create that creates the magic. And so many of us have lost the magic. And as soon as a change comes in, we immediately think it's negative. We immediately think it's bad. We immediately think it's going to make everything topple over and fall apart. And I think that in itself is really interesting. Like, why don't we think, ooh, this means the magic's coming. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that reframe. I'd like to maybe put that post-it on my mirror. It's like, oh shit, the sky is falling, but the magic's coming. (laughs) Right. But that's what we think. The sky is falling. Like I know I do too. Like some big change happens, some shifting happens. And I'm like, oh, and I always think the more negative side, like something's going to go wrong. It's almost like the unknown, you know, causes us to constrict, right? It causes us to prepare, to protect, to look for a solution instead of why don't we reframe it to be like, ooh, the unknown means the magic's coming. It means the mystery is unfolding. It means the best potential more than I could ever imagine is coming to me. Like that's the way I want to operate. Yes, yes. I think it just takes these reminders because our default is that in, like I mentioned earlier, I mean, we're culturally conditioned to go into this um, more of the cognitive solutions to life, you know, just figuring it out. Cause um, but if I have these reminders, what's natural about dropping into my body and my breath is like that place does say, Oh yeah, there's, room here. There's like room here to wait for something magical to happen. But when I'm in my thinking, grasping monkey mind, there's no space there. Mm. Just feels actually like I'm creating more of that, which most likely I am. My neurotransmitters are probably creating more of that, you know, adrenaline, (laughs) um, cortisol, like pumping through my system. Mm. Um, so it's just interesting how it's again, we're going to use, we can, we can have a vocabulary list of all the things from Sonia and Laura and one of them is repatterning. We're going to repattern that and everybody, um, <laughs> but right. It's like, you have yeah. to like, just go back and kind of start repatterning the way we think about it. And mine's already starting right now in this conversation. I realized that that is the reframe that I really need is to be more excited and hold compassion for the part of me that's afraid, Mm. but then be curious and excited about how this change may be pivoting me in a way that I never would have consciously chosen that path. I wouldn't have seen that. I, you know, and something around me is this magic. That's like, I'm opening a door and I'm closing this one that you think you really need open, but we're slamming it shut because it's not getting you anywhere. And it might be uncomfortable, but this other door and maybe this door and this door are all going to be opening into something beyond your imagination. Mm. That's really good. I just want to stay in that place. (laughs) 
right? I'm just going to repattern and sit in that. I'm just going to sit here for a second. Instead of trying to fix it though and make it happen, I'm just going to sit here for a second and feel it like, ah, that feels good. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of this, of what we're really talking today is acceptance and, you know, permission to be with what comes and, you know, permission to change. You know, we, we've talked in a few episodes about, you know, what happens when we need to evolve the business because we've evolved, you know, and, and how do we allow ourselves the opportunity and the space to change, whether that's leaving the business you have and moving into a new business or whether that is, you know, pivoting your business. I mean, you know, I pivot my clients a lot because we're doing a lot of testing in our, um, in my program and we're, we're trying things on and we're kind of seeing, is it a good fit? Is it not a good fit? Is it aligned? Is it not, you know, is it misaligned? And that trying on gives you lots of practice to understand yourself and to really, um, have permission to feel is something aligned or misaligned. I think a lot of people in business don't even allow themselves the space to try things on. They just go in a direction and force themselves forward uh, when oftentimes a lot of the things that we're trying don't fit, you know, maybe we're trying on a target market or maybe we're trying on a way to deliver our services or we're trying on a sales process. You know, all of these things are really important to, to try on and to test on, is this aligned with who I am or who I not, you know, who I'm not, or, you know, is this a good fit for where I want to go? Is this even what I really want? I mean, it's, it's amazing how many people sometimes come into my, to working with me and they have an idea of what they want and they think it's crystal clear. And as they start exploring there, they actually realize ouch, like this is really not what I want at all. <laughs> yeah. Cause we do, we just get attached to some story and then we forget why we thought it was going to be so awesome. And then somebody's trying to help us see it differently. And we're just like, but no, I really like that story. I'm like really, really attached um, to it looking this way. That's, this is why coaches and therapists and really good friends. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's really helpful to help us get out of, um, sometimes being blind to, you know, what our business wants us to see. I think that's the other thing is, um, that's one of the biggest lessons I've taken away from a financial, um, consultant that was helping me with my numbers is like, you know, you duck your head in the sand about things in your business that you just don't want to look at. You don't want to think about it. You're like, Oh, I need more revenue. Yeah, we know. Okay. We're just not going to look at that. And then she's like, no, but like, if you look at the numbers, they're, they're telling you they're like, your Mm. business is telling you what's working. It's telling you what's not working. And then all you've got to do is then take that information and make that change and like Mm. pivot in that direction. And I think that we're sometimes afraid to heed the knowledge, the wisdom that's coming from our business. Like our business is telling us what's working, what's not working, but we're so attached to the story of how it's supposed to look and what we thought it was going to look like when we launched it five years ago or 10 years ago or 20 years ago, that we don't actually let the business lead us into the future of what it really wants to become. Mm, that is such a good point. I mean, I love data and I think data is so beautiful. And actually, I love working with people who've been in business for long periods of time because they have so much data, right? So much rich data. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's really interesting because 
if we can put on that explorer's cap and really function in our business as an explorer, like every day I've got new data. And I, even with all my years experience and like, I have a really awesome program and I have a lot of things that have been very stabilized, but I still always have an explorer cap on. Ooh, what's the market into? What do, what do people want and need? Like there's still always that explorer. What's working for my clients? Because all of a sudden, you know, a month in to what we might be doing, all of a sudden what was working isn't working and I have to adjust things. And like that explorer cap is like so amazing to, to allow ourselves to have that. But I think we, I don't know, we've somehow we've lost that appreciation for being an explorer, for gathering data, for looking at what's there objectively and saying, cool, here's the information. And I have a choice of what to do with it. Yeah. Yes. Cause we're just sometimes afraid to see the truth that's in front of us because we're just so attached to that. I think that, mm you know, what we wanted it to look like, um, that you miss the beauty of what something has become. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And I think that's just, it's again, a part of just the human wanting to stay on that familiar path, like feeling really secure and safe when everything felt like, Oh, but this is how it's supposed to be. And this is how it's going to look. And there's a sense of control. And when you let, I mean, so much the journey of life and it's, I think our business is just such a great invitation, um, to practice all the things that we need to, to live a more in like awakened embodied life mm. is that you do need to surrender to the lack of control that a business will bring up in you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And embrace it. Like embrace it. Yeah. Losing control is good. <laughs> Yeah. Let's just reframe that (laughs) as people are running away from this podcast. Losing control is good. (laughs) Letting our emotions out is good. Letting like, just like not having a clue where to go is good. Like all of these things open up. (laughs) You know, it's funny because Laura and I will often talk about this on a side note. We'll talk about this with teenagers because we have teenagers and we think, you know, like part of being a teenager is it's just messy, right? There's just no way around it. Like being a teenager is just messy, but a lot of us didn't allow ourselves the messiness. We tried to fix it, control it, work around it, structure it, put an identity up, like, you know, all kinds of things we did to sort of control that. But, you know, that's just a rite of passage, the messiness and the, you know, inability to know yet which way to go or who we are, identity. Well, there's so much messiness as adults and messiness as entrepreneurs, but we, it's like, we don't allow ourselves to have it, but it's really important. And I think change produces that, right? It creates a chaos Mm. and a messiness. And if we just sort of allowed it, then everything would eventually work itself out. But instead we oftentimes try to control it. Oh yeah. This is so good. I'm thinking about like chaos theory. It's Mm. like the only way anything ever grows and evolves, like has to go into a chaotic state and like Mm. the human body does that and the cellular, you know, divide like to, for a cell to divide. It's like this chaotic thing that's happening. And then it breaks into a second cell. I mean, there's so much in like our natural rhythms and state of human biology that this is normal. This is what is good, but we have gotten it, um, the other way around. We've like kind of turned everything upside down and it's supposed to be, everything is tied up with a bow and everything Mm. is tidy and everything is tucked in. And like, there's just some kind of 
need to contain so much. And the messiness is where it's at. The messiness Mm -hmm. is where growth is, where division happens, where something becomes um, more than it originally was. And I think our teenagers both, oh, that's been a good lesson because, you know, I definitely as a teenager, I'm working on in my forties. Now I'm working on the fact that I tried not to have the mess when I was 17. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make the good grades and go to the great school and get into the grad program I wanted. And so there was a lot of, I didn't really get messy until later on, but guess what? I didn't get to skip it. Like it got Mm -hmm. messy for me later. (laughs) Like my mid twenties got really messy you know, and you don't skip it. It's like, it's a rite of passage in so many of our younger kids. Now I think in our, like people are like, Oh wow, there's all this crisis and technology and all these things with, with our younger generation. It's like, no, they're actually maybe just getting messy sooner. And if it's true that the human consciousness is evolving as fast as they predict that we are, then we have to start getting messier quicker because we've got things to do. We've got impact to make in the world that cannot waste any more time on our perfection. I love that. (laughs) I love it. Get messy quicker. That's our lesson for today. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love it. Oh, it's good. Now we have some merch. We have like (laughs) t-shirt and coffee mugs. Okay, you guys go vote, listeners. Get messy quicker. Let's do it. I mean, it's so good, but it's so true. Like if we just allowed ourselves to be messy and like, it's okay, it's good. It, It means changes are afoot. It means, you know, chaos is happening. It means something is evolving and that's like beautiful. And after any big break, and this is what a lot of people don't realize, after any big breakage, after any big evolution, Solution, there's only going to be chaos because there's no way to grow into a state that you're already comfortable with. Like that's not even possible. So it's, it's a good sign. And I think it's a good, you know, it's a good process. And yeah, look, I love this conversation. I think it was really good today in terms of just bringing together some perspectives on change, whether we're deliberately creating or whether it's sort of creating us (laughs) either way. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Any final words, Laura? Uh, Just that I love that. So I'm just encouraging myself and everyone to embrace that getting messy quicker and um, yeah. And surrendering to what change can create for you that is, that's the explorer hat. That's the natural curiosity that will lead us, I think, much more into our fullest potential. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I love that. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Add to the conversation in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. You can also access all of our episodes and some great resources at womeninthebusinessarena.com. Our mission is to arm more women with the tools, strategies, and know-how to navigate the business arena with ease. We need more women in power and with the resources to change the world. If you're enjoying the show and want to support our mission, please help us spread the word. You can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who've commented, reviewed, and shared our show. We're so appreciative of your support. Okay, see you next week.